Hey, what's up, guys? It's Murph. This week on the podcast, we switch things up a little bit, and Jamal and I actually interview each other. An episode, uh, you know, we kind of wanted to save for a minute, and glad we uh, we were able to get around to doing it. But uh, yeah, we kind of just give you full background on everything that's brought us uh, to you know these points in our careers, and uh, you know, hopefully, you guys find a few gems in there. So, without further ado, enjoy. What's going on? This is Jamal Jamo, Vice President of Marketing and Revenue at Rostrum Records. My name is Mike Murphy, Murph, and I'm the founder of Studio Talk. Glad we could uh, actually finally do this episode. Um, this, to be honest, uh, you know, Jamal and I were just joking. This probably should have been the first episode that we did. Um, uh, you got to keep this one in the stash. This is the this is the rainy day episode. This is the soup in the back of the cabinet. <laughs> That yeah. you break out when there's nothing left to eat. This is yeah. this is that. This is that can of stew. <laughs> very true. Very true. Very still true. informative. Still filling. Just in a in a dusty ass can with a label <laughs> that's peeling off. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, cool, man. So yeah. Um, just to give everybody an overview, you know, we wanted to to do an episode where we just kind of dug into, you know, both Jamal and I's uh, history and and you know why we got into the music business and, and what it is we're up to now and you know, kind of our entire stories. So so yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna get right into it. So yeah, Jamal, we'll just start with you. Um, yeah. What what what's the whole backstory? How did you um, you know? Where did you start in music, and, and what were your steps along the way to, to become you know, the VP of Rostrum? Man, uh, full backstory? Uh, yeah, but, 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 maybe, maybe we can do the elevator pitch. Your bridge version, pitch. right. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I've been in and around music uh, in a professional capacity for almost 15 years now. Uh, next year will be 15 years. I uh, did some consulting, um, was just doing like, and by consulting, I mean like I would be, I would do digital media for indie artists or help with management stuff for indie artists, just ways to pay the bills, you know, get a few bucks and do things. I, part of the the social media or the digital media aspect of it was just me building out MySpace pages. So yeah. I mean, for those of you who remember, like I was tricking out MySpace pages and just like moving there the, it is. the top nav down, 75 pixels, putting MP3 players and all that in there. Like there it is. just doing. That's, yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that. Like they didn't even have, that wasn't even stock, the, the music player in the beginning. Like you had to add all that and you had, to, you needed a Jamal to, yeah freaking figure out how to do that yeah so i'm putting embedded players at the top of people's pages like like other widgets and whatnot like um i was doing that at a constant was brought into def jam uh as a consultant uh for digital as a like a temp pretty much uh in digital media uh but it was big everybody there was amazing um so it was brought into def jam and i did i did that, but for the Def Jam artists. So I was like mm -hmm. doing Rihanna, I was doing Fallout Boy, I was doing U2, Mariah Carey, and I was putting myself in the top eight of these people. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, not the, but I, with, with that, people would like then go to my page and discover me. Yeah. And I picked up some side business uh, as nice. a result. Um, in addition to doing, to tricking out MySpace pages at Def Jam, I was 
just signing artists up for new platforms. So this was before Twitter, uh, but I was making sure that some of our artists were on Twitter first, but they did come around. Uh, yeah. yeah, pretty much anything like newsletters, things, anything that had to deal with like fan correspondence or a fan facing initiative. That was me. Yep. Um, after this is a long ass elevator ride. Um, yeah, right. From, I, I rose through the ranks at Def Jam. Um, after working in digital media, I was tapped to do A&R research and promotion, which was finding artists before they were too big for kind of, let's call them low level conversations. Um, yeah. And, you know, some of the artists, so just like looking at radio play, looking online, there's like researching different pieces. Uh, one of the artists that came out of that was Jeremiah. Uh, we also got Airborne mm-hmm. Toxic Event, Ida Maria. Like, so we got some sizable, some sizable talents for the label. Yeah. Uh, some other singles deals that came about. Um, but so was doing that for a bit, and was tagged while I was doing that. I was tagged to head up, uh, excuse me, team marketing uh, as a part of the Teen Island Initiative. Uh, so it was essentially like a teen facing vertical uh underneath mm. island def jam since it tends to skew more catalog and a little bit older yeah. uh, doing that i met nick cannon who they'd originally approached to do the job but his requirement for a salary was several times greater than mine um and so i was the cheaper <laughs> alternative so they went with me. yeah you know these things happen uh i was a cheaper alternative they went with me everybody wins and he still stayed close and worked on projects uh, so that's yeah. how he and I developed a friendship and developed a relationship. And he had, he eventually brought me on board to his company, Incredible Entertainment, to be the general manager. I uh, was there for five years overseeing marketing, you know, doing artist management, uh, some television production. So I was there just cranking it out for five years. And then I was fired. Um, oof, oof. You know business politics industry yep. rule All uh yeah 4080 most most notably <laughs> um but yeah you know people people will serve their own interests first and yep. so that's what happened and i was let go as a result of that self-served interest um yep. so was was out of it for a little bit was kind of you know down and not really feeling my my best um from there, you know, like I'm, great people in my life managed to pick myself up, not without a ton of help, uh, and started just doing consulting. So consulted for Children's Hospital in Queens, consulted for small businesses, just like just stuff to a get money in my pocket, um, yep. but b also to you know kind of pick up my cadence again of getting work and you know like getting having more professional experience under my belt and having more projects and clients under my belt so that I could truly yeah. kind of pick up some momentum. That yeah, momentum. It's, it's, yeah, I, I was going to say, sorry to cut you off. I was going to say no, that, please, that's, please. That, that's one of those things that's always super tough when, when you kind of get knocked down to like really, uh, when things are going so well, you know, and, and you kind of get hit with a, you know, uh, a curveball. Yeah, you get blindsided, especially when you're not doing anything to feel like you did yeah. something wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that, it's that's like, that's like that, that's that that's what makes it hard because you're like, yo, I was there was no real reason for that. 
you know, yeah, wasn't it wasn't because you Don't were I performing have to, fuck up to get fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Are those the rules? Right. Um, and and then when yeah, when it doesn't happen, you know, it it's you you need that thing to like, just like you said, you kind of just have to get your shots up and just start to like crank out some work just to really get back in the flow of things. And, yeah, it's all muscle memory. Like you gotta you yeah. just gotta get back to it. Uh, yeah. So I, I got back to it. Was tapped by a mentor and good ex really good friend of mine uh gavin peluso to come over and consult for a few projects that he won that consultation then turned into me heading up uh urban digital marketing at e1 so artists yep. like wu-tang tamar braxton uh a number of uh pretty much everybody on their roster like some new artists but everybody on the e1 roster on the urban end uh that turned into me overseeing their projects. From there, I was brought into, I was there for like a year, just maybe just under a year, all in between consulting and being full-time. Uh, from there, I was brought into, I was not brought into, I was approached about Premier Music Group and Downtown Records, where mm -hmm. I was their uh, senior director and head of uh, revenue and programming, re revenue and programming, excuse me. Uh, on the urban end um, and got to put some more wins on the board there, really just building up my cadence to Georgia Smith, uh, Channel Trace, PopCon, Runtown, uh, just a host of artists, um, yeah. Santi Gold. And, you know, really that was like, just again, more of just more work with some terrific people still getting my bearings and like really getting my because then i mean i've been at, i was at def jam for five years yeah. i was with nick for another five years so that's 10 years of my yeah. career like that's and that's now two-thirds yeah, of my experience chunk. between yeah. two stops you know yeah. so this is everything else since then has been in this past four years yeah. um and so like I, I wasn't used to switching companies but i i learned a lot about self-preservation and self-interest um in that time so I was blessed to be presented with some opportunities that allowed me to kind of play into that a little bit more. Um, yeah. Was at downtown, so it was premiered downtown, it was over there. Things were growing really well. Some companies started calling. Uh, thankfully, was was they were interested enough to extend offers. I did turn yeah. a couple down. Uh, but one offer that I didn't turn down was from Rostrum <laughs> Records. It just made a ton of sense for the roster, <coughs> pardon me, for the roster, for the human talent that's there, just like for the executive and staff talent. Uh, it was, it felt as close close to the perfect fit as I'd seen at some of the other, and like these are, like I'd been to work sessions with labels and agencies, like I'd sat with management companies and discussed what they were, like I was pretty far along in a couple of these talks, and Rostrum really felt the most like home and the place where I could do the most good. So yeah, it was kind of, uh, I don't want to say it was a easy because I don't want to downplay what any of these other companies presented, but it was as e it was about as easy a decision as you can make. Yeah. Uh, and that's where yeah. I am now. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say freshly, freshly uh, minted to the outside world today. Uh, you know, you, you just had the the official uh, billboard press release. 
Yeah, it just and, went live. Uh, just went live. Yeah, I was going to say, I imagine today uh, is probably a, a pretty he- hectic day. It's been it's been a it's been a go, man. Matt, I mean, yeah. the throws of album releases. Um, we just released Rocky Fresh's project. Um, yeah. We released Twenty Four Hours project a couple of weeks back. Have uh, Tally Woe, her album is coming. So it's like it's especially in fourth quarter, which any other time I'd be yeah. gearing up to go home. But now I'm just like right. gearing yeah. up for the home, for the stretch <laughs> to sit at home. So I'm welcoming it all and just like happy to be knocking yeah. through it, working with some. Tremendous talents, but and I'm uh, yeah, I'm just trying to tear through these last couple of bits. So um, nice. it's you know it's it's a lot, but but I'm thankful for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's one of those things. Like, I mean, I, I remember um, you know we had obviously always stayed in touch, and and I remember those times. You know, when the work was a little bit lighter. You know, so it, yeah. it always makes yeah. these moments. It makes these moments as. Um, you know, as, as busy and as chaotic as they seem, like, you know, you're grateful for it. And, and I'm sure you're like, you're able to find that balance a little bit better too, to like, you know, maybe back in the day, as we all do when we're younger, you get a little too high, you know, and now you're just a little bit more even keel and you're just like embracing the, the things that come your way. I go to the gym now, you know, I don't drink <laughs> I'm not celebrating and and reveling in the wins. I I appreciate them. I'm also older, so my tastes are are much simpler. Like I have my crib, but like my family is healthy and good. Like I'm, I'm able to create opportunities for others. But yeah, you're absolutely right. The trappings uh, that were there don't entice me the same uh, anymore. Um, Yeah, you know. It, what did Jay say? Some nice cooked food, some nice clean drawers. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. At this point, like I settle for the That's clean it. drawers. You know, like I, I, I get a water and a juice. You know, like I'm not, I'm a simple man with simple. But it is, I, I do, and I mean, there's, there's going to be a rant in there somewhere, just because I feel like we, and and that's part of the beauty of studio talk, um, and this course is that I think so often in this industry in particular, but in general, people have a huge tendency to show the, the, uh, the product of the work. And you never see like the work on the way there. Like there's a lot of broken pencils. There's a lot of shaved down erasers. There's a lot of torn up papers. Like there's, there's study and prep and there's work that goes into an A. You don't just wake up and get an A or A's just don't happen. You know, like you have to, you really have to put in for that. You have to show your work and you have to, you don't get credit or results from the work that you're not doing, plain and simple. And so I wanna, I am going to share, like, cause this shit, like it wasn't that long ago. Like I, I don't think it's any real secret cause people make fun of me at constant. I'm fairly fancy. I, I guess is what, like, you know, like the, is the word on the street, you know, it's, it's, it, it circulates. It's out um, there. But like, it hasn't like things haven't been that for a long time. And, and I, I'm, yep. I'm enamored with the journey and I'm enamored with what the journey has been mm-hmm. because I was in love with the result. Yeah. I wondered, I, I was jealous of results. I wondered why people 
had and I didn't have. Yep. You know, like it, it was it was crushing. And so when I am in a place where I'm doing these things and I mean like I'm I'm I took a pay cut to work with Nick, you know, like to, to yeah. go from Def Jam to work with Nick. And then on top of that, I'm investing of my time, of my money, of my resources. Like I'm giving myself and then some to this gig to make it pop. Yeah. And it was moving, like things were going well, but like at no point, I didn't expect to look up and I wasn't getting paid anymore. <laughs> I didn't expect to look up and now yeah. we're, we're like, I'm not employed there anymore. So that's, like I've been there for five years. Yeah, that, that's at a at a company that I was, you know, helping to build and boost. Yeah. I'm supposed to be there. Like I'm, I've, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm low right now. I'm check to check right now, but I'm supposed to get that back. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there is yeah. a cash out on the horizon. Yeah. Um, and you know that didn't. You see how that worked out. <laughs> so I've, I've been in a place where shit hasn't been right for me. And so like, I don't, I'm not terribly high on shit being really right and having been really right for a while. Like I appreciate it. I stopped like, you know, as well as anyone, cause you know, the moment that I signed my contract, like, yeah. like I've, I, I take everything in stride now. I yeah. take it in stride. I'm happy to be contributing, happy to be building, happy to be working. But I can't, if you rise to an extreme height, you fall to a precipitous low. And, and I've seen that, you know, yeah. I've, I've been there and I, I can't let that. So, you know, I try to be, I rejoice in the moments where they are. Thankfully, like I, I take, more joy in the moments that can't be quantified. Like I like being in the park for Elle's birthday, like throwing yeah, her in the yeah. air with her work. <laughs> like that, that's a moment, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. being at Whitney's, my friend Whitney's baby shower. Like that's, those are moments. Spending time with my niece, my nephews, like those are moments that I really like. That's where like I, I toot the horn and I'm just like, you know what? Life is going right. Yeah. But yeah, as far I as think, like the successes, success is such a relative thing, and I'm grateful for it. Please, not I'm not like I'll knock on wood. I don't want it to to go by any stretch of the imagination. But I think we tend to make it just about those successes, and so mm -hmm. we don't really build up the ecosystem around them to make sure that the success is fulfilling, but also sustaining. Yeah. I think you hit on you hit on so many things in there. Um, the the big thing that that resonated with me and, and going back to the whole course thing too, and I think this is this is what you're talking about, is really like you, you especially when you're younger, right? And you start to see other people do things inside your field. You know what I mean? And you're like, yo, I'm just as, I know that person, you know what I mean? I've done better. I know I can do better. You're smarter, taller, you know, faster, whatever it is. You think you have an edge on this person, but for some reason they got that result that you were looking for. And that is just like you said, that shit is frustrating. It's crushing at times. Cause you're like, yo, what am I doing wrong? 
you know, and I think that that's a whole other thing, you know, to be honest, in terms of why people get down on it. Like that is the whole, uh, just to go on a quick little tangent, like that's the whole education system that's been set up since like the industrial revolution shit. You know what I mean? Like the way the, the reason schools were set up was so that, you know, Andrew Carnegie and those types of industrialists, you know, could, uh, you know, train us, uh, as people to, you know, become better workers for them. Now there was a lot of value in it for us at the time, you know, as people, but now you're at a point motherfuckers don't know what to do after college because that entire structure of the first 20 years of 22 years of their lives is now gone. You they know, barely and, know what to do in college. Right. Like exactly. And, like, and you're there for four years, you get yeah. through on whatever degree is there. Like like staying yeah. it's the like usually staying in college unless you have a plan for schooling after the fact, or you leave before your time is done and you've graduated. Like those are the ones with the plan, the ones on yeah. either side of that spectrum where you stay and you pursue another course of study or like you, you get an advanced degree or you leave because you know your life and your calling is outside yeah. of here. Like yeah. the, the folks who stay and stick around for God, like I have friends, I have mentees who did, all right, I'm done with college. Now the fun starts and the only fun you've got is debt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and no course yeah. of action. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the, that's the tough that's the tough part, right? Because then um, kind of the, the crabs in a bucket mentality starts, right? You start to see other friends get stuff. And then it's only heightened, obviously, with social media, right? So you see other people posting their wins because nobody's posting their worst day on Nobody fucking Instagram. Me. You know what I'm I saying? I so, quiet when I wasn't working. Like when yeah, I was down, yeah. when I was down, I went dry. Tough. Yeah, man, it's 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 really tough, and and that's for like a number of reasons, right? You don't feel confident in the shit you have going on. You're following other people that are doing things, and you know you don't think you 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 level up to that. And that is what's crazy about all that as well. You get sucked into other people's shit, and so it's hard. It's hard to see all that and sift through that stuff and figure out how you can accomplish what you want to accomplish. But I say all of that to say. Um, you know, because I've definitely gone through that. I'm, I'm sure we all have, right? Um, you know, you just mentioned it. But the reason I bring it up is because um, it's gotten me to a point where uh, one of the big reasons for starting this course, too, is like really being able to give back to people, right? Like if you're able to do that, everything, and really provide value for them, you know, and that's what we're looking to do with this course, anything that, I've ever wanted to do, I'll be able to do. I really, anything, you know, all the uh, stuff I want to do from here on out in my career, I'll be able to accomplish all that stuff because I'm giving, I'm giving back. You know, I'm taking what I've learned over my career to this point. And, and that's the thing. I still want to learn and I still want to grow. At the same time, there is an immense amount of value in what I've done up to this point, what you've done up to this point. So I feel like it, it just, it behooves, you know, behooves us to, to go and, and extend that hand back and be like, yeah, look, come on this way. Like you're looking for this particular thing. Here's how you can do it. Right. And setting up that structure so that people can have those wins as well. And what, again, what we're doing in this course is just like you were talking about, like the journey, 
we're taking that, we're showing them how to create that journey and, and build that journey for themselves. You know, it's not like we're, we're, we're pitching some shit where we're pitching on your behalf, right? That's like teaching, you know, that, that's the old analogy, obviously, teach a man to fish, you know, like that's what we're trying to do. We want you to fish for yourself so that you can do this for yourself, so that you can have these wins for yourself, so that you can give your gift of making music to other people, to fans who need that, who need that inspiration, right? That's that's an artist's way of doing what we're trying to do with the course. So, you know, the, again- It's like Greg Popovich. We want to see you win no matter the system you're in. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that once you lose our system, you'll be useless. Like we want to see yep. you succeed no matter where you touch down. Absolutely. And, and, the more we, and the more we do that and the more good we just put out there, um, uh, you, you just see it come back. Like I, I, it's, it's, I'm on this tangent over the last couple of weeks and couple of days, you know, I'm just liking everybody's shit online. I'm liking everybody's stuff. I'm commenting on everybody's shit, you know, because it's like, why not? You know, it's like for everyone to win. There's so much room. There's everything is a niche now, right? Everybody can do their own thing and there's an audience for what they're doing. So why not help them out? A like, a comment, a share, like show love, show love. People need that mentality. Not enough people think that they're climbing makes it, gives them an inability to lift as they climb. And it's, it's unfortunate because it it ends up crippling people and making it it to where they are just unable to express or appreciate anything outside of what's happening in their corner of the world. Yeah, because you you know that they're just so down on well, that other person's doing this. Screw them. It's like yo, you can still be competitive and still show love. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're comp- we play basketball together. We're still competitive with one another. You know what I mean? But like, I'm a like taking your legs out. You yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you know, there's that there there's ways. You know, you should use that as motivation. You know, to, to do better, to do better work for other people. You know what I mean? Like iron that's sharpens iron. exactly. So like, just show love, show love to everybody, right? Because it'll come back tenfold, and and you want those people liking and sharing and commenting your stuff. So if you want that, you got to put that out there. Absolutely, you, you really do. So I know we we went off on a huge tangent. We, we had a whole list of questions that. here. Yeah, it's, it's a great one. So I'm kind of like, ah, fuck it, fuck it. Two we'll for part two. Least, but, yeah, right? we actually answer the questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I appreciate you giving the background. Um, I wanted to give, uh, you know, do, do the same thing, and then we'll get into you know some hopefully Please, yeah, no, just... quicker hits, but. Um, yeah, as far as me, I mean, you and I go back to, to the Def Jam days. You know, I've been in the industry a little over, uh, shit now, 12 years. Um, you know, you were at Def Jam a couple of years before, before I showed up and, you know, and I started working under you and Rich and, um, and that was dope. That, that, that was, that was an amazing time, um, to be there. And sadly, I got there right after Jay left, so it could have been better, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you missed some magical times. I, I, I did, man. Yeah, I remember you telling me stories. Uh, Tim Glover, you guys were like, yeah, you used to just kind of walk around and pop in every now and again in our office. I was like, fuck, man. Uh, so so just miss that. Um, but, but yeah, still, still great times. Um, and then from there, I went to... Um, Universal Music Group, uh, kind of the same thing, right? You know, wasn't able to get a full, 
full full time gig at, at Def Jam. You know, that was '09. You know, I, I had mm. something lined up, and then then finished college, and then that got you know my job got cut. Um, and then, you know, I, I went the path of, I'm pretty sure you, you went the, the same route when you first got started, but going through Marianne Kazi at Vanguard, mm-hmm. everybody yep. went through, through Marianne, you know, point she, of entry. she, she really was. So, um, yeah, so, so worked with her, um, at the, at Vanguard, you know, the, the temp agency got some work at Universal Motown where I was running, like, uh, I was doing digital marketing stuff. Um, and that's where I met uh, Hobbs, Ryan Hobbs. Okay, um, dope. Him and I, yeah, him and I worked there for, um, you know, it was like six months, so it was it was light, but, you know, we were running, like, all their Facebook pages, like Drake and Nicki Minaj and a number of other people, uh, Cuddy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so that was cool. That was some great experience. And then, um, you know, kind of the same thing, you know, it, it was tough times. Like the industry wasn't in the position it's in now and, you know, jobs were super scarce. And so, um, I ended up, um, I moved back upstate. I'm originally from upstate New York and, and moved back upstate for a few years to kind of refigure things out and, and, you know, uh, try and find a way forward. And, to be honest, that was probably one of the best things that, that could have ever happened, you know, looking back on it, um, you know, which I do quite often. Um, but when I was up there, you know, I, I started my, you know, I was managing artists and, and, you know, doing the same thing, just trying to stay busy and, and find some work that was, um, you know, right up my alley and, you know, continued management and, um, you know, uh, one of the guys that I was working with, you know, we were looking for money for the, for his project and, uh, my dad was like, yo, the, the, you know, our local municipality, the, you know, the city's giving away grant money to do businesses. Why don't you check that out? I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Let me take a look. So I did that, you know, and, and jumped into that and then just came to the conclusion, like, yo, these guys aren't going to give motherfuckers who want to put out a rap album money. You know, that that's just not going to work. So, um, which was good, you know, it got me to thinking a little bit more and I'd been doing a bunch of social work for, um, a venue back upstate, you know, doing all their promo and stuff. And I was like, Oh, why don't we pitch this as kind of everything? Like we'll be a social media marketing company and a record label. So that's what we did. And we were able to get grant money from that. And that was great. And, you know, part of that stipulated that we had, uh, you know, uh, being in office space in, in that city and, that was even more amazing. We got this building that was being completely renovated and, and the owners were great. And they were like, yeah, we'll build you guys a studio if you want. We we're like, oh shit. All right. So we built a studio in our office, you know, and we were a studio. So we had local clients coming through and, and recording all their stuff, producing their stuff. We were doing their social media stuff. We were doing all the, the creative behind it, you know, the graphics, you know, social posts. And then we were, we built it up. We had like 10 local clients that um, we were doing all their social media stuff as well. So, that th- those few years taught me a lot. It taught me really, uh, it really taught me how to understand value, right? When you're a kid, you don't necessarily understand what that word means. Right. Um, until, you know, you start working your own business and then it, it becomes, well, I want to charge this amount of money for the service that I provide. And then you go and you have a couple of meetings and you try and pitch things at that price and either you don't get it or you start to realize like, Oh shit, like that's, I need to be adding more money or I need to be adding like more value. I need to actually be doing more stuff for them that they need in order to command the money that I want. 
that to me was like super powerful because you know that's transferable to anything that you want to do in your life you know any sort of 100 percent. yeah any sort of relationship it's like what are you bringing to the table you know to to help the other person that that's in this relationship understanding and, value and pitching accordingly is such a an untapped habit amongst yeah. creatives in, in particular yeah. that like it gets it's an issue for all industries but i think especially creatives they tend to just silo themselves into what they do yeah and then that's it which is yeah. you know it's criminal it's criminal because yeah. then they get taken for everything that they can do it's like oh you know photoshop and final cut yeah well sure just like it's just all lumped into one to one pile and it, it's yeah and it's yeah it's it's oh man it, it really is it, it, it sucks um and, and that was one of the things that taught me because like you know early on like took those jobs and then you start to realize like oh my god this workload is crazy like this isn't i need to restructure all this and and so um yeah it was a great time but it was one of those things where um you know i had just you know having having uh, a taste of like working at really big companies in new york and knowing my um you know the, the the things that i wanted to do in my career i wanted to get back down to new york so um 2014 in the 2014 moved back down to the city full time and you know that's when things started to click a little bit more you know got some work uh, again through marianne was able to get some work over at sony music was doing some stuff with them um you know a little bit of marketing stuff but it was also doing some legal stuff for them as well um, you know, like monitoring stuff on social and, and kind of regulating all that, uh, which is good. Kind of taught me a little bit of back end and, and gave me a few more contacts in that area, which, you know, are, are definitely, um, you know, invaluable. And, uh, and that was good. And then from there, um, I went, you know, uh, I went over to translation. So, you know, I wasn't able to, I was trying to get a bunch of different gigs at, at Sony, um, like doing full-time marketing stuff and, and just like nothing would open up. So I started to look outside the company and then that's when the translation thing um, happened and, and I was able to go over there and, and that was great. You know, for, for those who don't know, Steve Stout's um, company that he started, you know, 10, 15 years ago at this point. And, um, yeah, when and I you was weren't like tucked away in some corner in translation. Like it's not Sony not working out is not like I wouldn't say it's not necessarily things not working out because you were where music was shifting at that time. Like you're at an agency yeah. who's now on the front lines of all these music based <laughs> activations and yeah. you know pieces. Like so you're and, you were kind of thrust right into the middle of it even more so. Yeah, that, that was, you know, that, that was the reason for obviously looking at those guys specifically, you know, I'd known a couple of people that worked there and, and obviously just known Stout's history. So it was always on my radar and, and things that by not working out, I mean, just like not being able to do like the marketing projects full time at, at, at Sony, you know, it was still a great gig, but I was like, I want to do the marketing piece full time. And, and yeah, everything you just said was true. It was like, you know, when we, the, the type of projects that they've worked on even before I got there were just legendary. And, and then the stuff that I worked on was, was great as well. You know, I was one of the leads on the, um, did the, the Dr. Dre, Jimmy, I being the defiant ones documentary. And, and I was one of the lead guys on that with a huge team. Like I, I don't want to make it sound like I was lifting more than I was 
the entire team was there and, and, and that was amazing. Um, I led, I got to lead a, a beats campaign, which is really cool. Um, they shot a bunch of footage with LeBron and, and Kevin Durant, James Harden, and, um, chopped that up with the, you know, uh, another couple of guys on the team, the creative team. And, and that came out amazing. And then LeBron actually took that and he turned it into his HBO show called the shop. So really cool that, you know, like, I got to work with, uh, you know, Paul Rodriguez on his team and, and just kind of back end stuff. And but even cooler and, if you get production credit. Oh, that, that, that would have been, that would have been ill, but, 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 but you know, there, there's a couple other people that would need that as well in the mix, you know, like our, our creative team of translation did a fucking amazing job on that. Right. And, um, I was just fortunate enough to, to be on a great team, you know, and, and help kind of get it over the finish line. And, and yeah, you're on the come um, on to a lot of cool shit. Yeah. And, and shout out to Stan, who, who you worked with at, at Premiere, you know, Stan, um, you know, he, he was my boss over there and he let me run that, you know, he was like, no, do your thing. Like hit me when there's a problem that that's pretty much what happened. You know, he was like, go, go, you know, do your thing. And, amazing. um, that, that's amazing. You love those opportunities where you get somebody who's going to let you, you know, try to run it. And absolutely. You know, and people who just understand, like you need that runway. Like yeah. that's how, that's how growth happens is by getting that room to run and to explore and to experience and affect change. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and yeah, so I was working on that and then I was working on Reebok as well. We, they just signed Ray Schremer. So we were incorporating them into, you know, all of their, um, you know, uh, campaigns. We did an activation with them at, at governor's ball and, and, um, that was great. Um, you know, but then, you know, kind of that, that same thing happened where, um, you know, I ended up ultimately, you know, getting laid off and, um, that hit like a ton of fucking bricks because I was killing it. I had gotten a couple of bonuses, um, you know, for the work that I was doing. So that came out of nowhere. And then to top it off, I got let go two weeks after I got back from my, uh, wedding. So that was fucking brutal. Um, but yeah, you know, just like you said, like the, just kind of those low moments of like, fuck man, like what the, that's, come on, man. Really? You know, yeah, and, and I don't and, know that there's ever, I mean, I don't know because it doesn't seem like either of us have been in a position where we've not done the work. So to expect it to happen, I don't think we yeah, had to necessarily yeah. face, yeah. but like, it's like, I don't know that there's ever a time where you do or where you can expect it, but we certainly weren't in those positions. Like, yeah, we're in a position where you expect to come in the next day and keep doing yeah. what you've been doing. Like, you don't just, uh, yeah, it's yeah. So that that was uh, th that was rough. Like, I mean, it, it was you know they were gracious in, in parting ways, but it was still whack. But at the end of the day, it was it was whack. Um, but again, that, that's another moment that, that was a huge turning point in my life because then it made me really take stock of like everything I had done up to that point. And like, did I really want to work for somebody else anymore? Like, yo, know, we were doing great work at translation, but like I was busting my ass and it was like, well, I'm busting my ass, but there's people above me that are making a lot more money than me. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'd rather work this hard for myself and get paid what they're getting paid. You know what I mean? Paying You're myself. busting your ass to put their name on a group project. Yeah. You're doing the and, work. Everybody gets an A. Yeah. and Which is and cool so, if you're getting, right. getting paid for that A. But you're getting paid yeah, but for yeah. C work. Yep. Yep. And, and so it was just a lot of that. And then, um, you know, that, that's, you know, 
that's what really spawned this, you know, that's what spawned Studio Talk. It was really just like, all right, you know, now is the time to do this because I look back at everything that we had done up to this point, all the management stuff, and all during that time, everything that I just mentioned, like constantly working with the artists and building out their marketing campaigns and, and you know, you and I working together in small, on small projects and, and um, it was just like, you know what, there's a ton of value in this. People that are just starting out need this information and again we're not we didn't cre recreate the wheel that's not our job you know our job is to uh bring it together in a cohesive spot and turn the focus a little bit and work with you right there's a ton of other people out there that, that post information right but they don't do they don't work with you you know they don't they post their little blog article and then you know that's just the segue for you to buy whatever their distribution product is right there's and it's also like, all face value like we're yeah. getting underneath it in addition to us being here for you like you get to not you get to because it's not some privilege but we're sharing deeper parts of the journey yeah with you like we're, we're sharing the nitty-gritty we're sharing the ins and outs yeah like, so it's not you don't just get the highlight reel yeah, it, it, exactly. And, and I think that for, I think for both of us, that's where I think we find value in, in doing the work is like, oh, no, we're actually like doing this with you. We're really showing you like we find value again in that journey, just like you were talking about before, like really doing the hard work. Like that's that's the fun part. And then that's what keeps, um, you know, when you start to see those results, that's what keeps us going because we know how hard someone worked on a project and, and to see them succeed and to see them be happy that that that's all the validation we need so like i was saying before like that's the big thing that that i'm on and and you know that you know you're on is really just trying to be able to help other people and 100%. Um, and and yeah so you know be, because at the end of the day it's still a business we're still charging people money and we still need to uh you know get paid for our time and services but the only way that that is an even value exchange is if we're living up to the value that we say that we're providing. And the only there way we do that is by doing the fucking work. Yeah, exactly. By, by doing the work, answering texts, being transparent and being there for someone, you know, and, and just leave you in the middle of it with yeah. whatever little bit of knowledge has been sh shared. Yeah. Like there's think, follow through, there's, it's assurance and that assurance is insurance to make sure that you are getting you know that there's some brand of backing behind this and it's not just us putting you out there with a newsletter yeah and wishing you the best yep definitely definitely um yeah so we got like way off track again on these questions but i feel like we answered <laughs> we some of the, the background questions. stories yeah yeah, yeah but i feel like we answered some of the questions but maybe we could try and do like some we can get rid of biggest lesson i feel like we you know we kind of answered oh, yeah, all that so far a couple Boom. of times <laughs> yeah exactly and most painful lesson yeah <laughs> um i think we could do quick hitters with with best best part of your job worst part of your job oh yeah oh yeah you want to do um, that all right yeah well, what's the best part of your job I guess I, um, I know it's newly. No, minted, you lead. Yeah, like, go for it. Yeah, you because I got to think about mine. You, yeah. you have at it. What's what is the best part? The best and worst parts. For you? Um. Yeah. For for me, the best part is, um, you know, speaking with Studio Talk. Well, I, I'll just kind of bring it all inclusive, right? Dealing with Studio Talk and you know, with with the projects outside of that, working on strategy for for outside people as well. 
for me, it's really being able to, um, it's twofold. One, being able to come up with like creative ideas um, from, from a marketing standpoint. Like I love doing that. I love paying attention to what other people, other companies are doing and where they succeed and, and trying to find inspiration in, in that and take that back and apply it into uh, music form, uh, music marketing form and, and, and doing that. Um, but then, uh, secondarily also seeing people like helping people, like, again, going back to that, I know I mentioned it before, but like, just, I realized that I like, I really like that part, you know, um, and seeing it more and more as we get deeper and more people are signing up for the course and we're starting to help more people. And there's just more noise around what we're doing. Um, uh, being able to help people is like, that's an amazing fucking feeling. And then being like appreciative, you know, I had this great call with a, with a student the other day. And I was just like, wow, man, he was just thanking me for everything that I had done up to this point. Cause he was like really searching for this and like, Oh, of course, man. Like, and, and that's where I keep going back to like the, the win-win, you know, and, and, uh, that even value exchange. Like, so th those two things come up with the creative ideas and really helping people like execute what they're trying to do and, and provide guidance. Um, the worst part, worst part of my job, um, probably writing fucking email copy <laughs> at, at this point, man, it's like, Oh, I, I can't, you know, we're, we're a little bit of ways away, uh, you know, before we were able to really build out the, not too far, but before we can build out the team and really hire somebody to do copy full time. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, I would definitely say that's the worst part. I mean, it, just because it's so time consuming and, and right. it's because, tedious. It's yeah. tedious. But it's also because I want to do a good job. So it's really like thinking about the story and it's not just one email, you know, we're talking like, okay, what's this campaign going to be like for a fucking month? You know, like what's the story we're trying to tell? So, you know, when you think you're going to sit down and write a quick email, it's like, no, nah, you got to write 10 emails. And, and so um, I'm cool with coming up with the ideas, but actually going in there and doing the copy, that's, that's probably the worst part of my yeah. job at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's because you care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you just hold yeah. it in if you want you don't have to, yeah. <laughs> don't have to be thorough um, exactly no those so are yeah what about very solid yeah my you? the best part of my job um yeah. is by the way hold I up, just to cut you i was gonna say just to cut you off real quick sure, sure. Uh, I, I came up with these list of questions for us and i did i i loved them because like we've known each other for you know uh, like i said over 10 years now and like we've never asked these questions to each other like, no. directly. So that's what I love. It's like, I, I want a new conversation. I don't want it to be like us talking to each other, like the, the same shit we talk about. And it sounds. Which like, is not, like, I mean, it's not always the same. It's varied, but like yeah, it yeah. takes to hit some of the same touch points. Right. Right. How's I didn't my mean niece? That in a bad How way. are you? No, no, no. <laughs> but it, it, these aren't generally topics that get, uh, that get covered. Uh, no, yeah. it, it's a very interesting discovery. And, um, Fairly informative, actually. I, I appreciate learning this. Because oh, even so knowing, having likewise. been on board for the, for you know, much of each other's journey, yeah, these are not pieces that have been covered previously, um, at yeah. least not explicitly. Yeah. Um, my favorite part, or, or the best part, yeah. um, I'm I'm finding new ones every day. The biggest one I'll say is that I get to. I get to see artists realize dreams mm. creatively, like in terms of career, like I get to be on hand as 
these things become reality. Uh, we, I had an artist signing the other day and we went out to dinner. Um, like we, we just had like a dinner with all the artists to bring their family and friends and the staff went and like just closed down a restaurant and the contract comes out and to see the look on their face, like it's- Like it's, it's real. That's powerful. <laughs> it's, that oh is really, really powerful. And, and it's yeah. the favorite part, you know, like it's through album rollouts, through single rollouts, through getting videos placed on outlets or with outlets that they've been fans of, that they follow on social, that they have wanted to see their face or name in. And then there it is. You know, so it's those those yeah. moments and the bigger ones, uh, but it's it truly is that makes it really really special. Oh man, you you see someone's life, you you see someone realizing that their life just changed in a positive yeah. way, something that they've yeah. been looking for their entire life, their entire musical life or their career life. So, um, yeah, man. You see magic brought to fruition for somebody. That's like... It's like the shit is real, man. It's real. You think like it's, you know, it's just, you know, it's magic is a fucking word. Like when you see something like that happen, you're like, oh no, that's like magic. Like that's incredible. And on top of that, like the, the magic is certainly a big piece of it, but this is them seeing that someone is willing to invest in their dream. Yeah. Uh, like, which, yeah, which is like, which speaks volumes for like, maybe this wasn't always something that your family thought you could do or your parents yeah. didn't think that it was something for your friends were down and didn't, didn't quite fuck with the movement. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't quite see, see the vision. They didn't, they didn't fuck with the vision. And this is somebody just, choosing to invest in it and say no let's i see what you're doing yeah i appreciate value here. yep i want to get behind it like that's remarkable for sure the least favorite part um (laughs) the dream wasn't meant for everybody yeah and there are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not everybody yeah. is willing to you know like i and so for it's true for it's each tough. It's tough. rocky fresh you know for for each of these artists who i adore and, and truly enjoy being a part of their journey there's always you know there's others yeah um, <laughs> and the conversation doesn't always and, I, and i'm an easy guy to find like that's something like I'll, I'll listen and i i will be honest um but it's being easy to find my name just being readily available on socials it makes for some interesting moments of submission oof i i i could imagine man <laughs> so that's imagine. that's a you know at times it can be you know but there there's moments where it's not the most ideal um, yeah set of circumstances so that, yeah. that is my least favorite part that's fair that's fair yeah that, that's that's never good 
you know, you're not, you're not out here trying to tell somebody that they're whack. Like that you can't do like, it's you just know, tough. Like it's, it's just, you know, it's tough. I don't want to crush Unless they're really, dreams. Right. Exactly. Unless they're really asking for it. You know what I mean? Like I always try and find some sort of positive thing to twist on. You know what I mean? Like it's a good mix. It's got, it's, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I like right your overdubs. Yep. There's gotta be some, there's gotta be some win here. Like, uh, you keep working, keep working. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, okay. Keep working. Um, but yeah, I feel you. That, that's tough. Um, it, this is an interesting question. Definitely never talked about this, but what is, um, you know, what are, what's the thing that you're most curious about inside the music business um, that, um, that either a, you've never uh, been a part of, well, I'm trying to figure out how I want to ask. What's the most curious thing you want to learn about um, that you think has the potential to like really change the way things happen in the future? Or what are you most curious about, like the, the future of the industry? But what's a thing that you see moving that you're like, okay, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out in five years. Interesting. Um, huh. Yeah, it's I'm definitely curious a, to see play out in the next. Because you're on your phone all day, so I know you're reading shit all day, reading articles yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, like what, what's um, what's something that really piques your interest, like that? Um, you, you that you don't deal with on a day to day basis. Like, um, what about touring for you? I mean, because like that, I feel like that's a piece of your career that you you haven't been like super close to. You know, like obviously I, I, done like one off like shows I'm, is. is Done one of shows. I've gone on. I've been on tour, mm -hmm. um, but there is a there is a curiosity around it. I'm not so sure. Like I'm, I'm loving the evolution of the artist as festival. So yeah, things like Post Fest and things and, and things of those nature. I'm, I'm of that nature. Part of me, I'm excited to see develop and come to fruition. Um, but I think the biggest curiosity around what's ahead it, it's almost a hmm, I, I feel like it, it's almost something that hasn't come to fruition or hasn't like it was kind of stifled almost out the gate just by virtue of them change, shifting their focus but it's the dsp as label so yeah. spotify kind of teased it or dsp as distributor part of me um Spotify kind of tiptoed and started, and I was really interested to see how that happened, but I think yeah. it's kind of gone the way of the condor. Uh, but that would be. Yeah, that, that's, that's one that. Um, that would be the biggest curiosity for me, I think. And then what I'd be most interested in seeing happen, um, <clears throat> just because it, it's just purely from a competition standpoint, it paints them into a corner. Mm. because now you've positioned yourself as direct opposition to all of these companies that feed through you. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if maybe they um, buy a smaller company that does that and support them. You know yeah. What I mean? like there, like there's still like, room for it. They still have plenty of capital and, you know, cause yeah. 
but but it is tough because they're at scale now and in order to be at scale you know they're a publicly traded company like you need they need the rights to all the past music right because up until now that's been the most valuable music out there right everything that's older everything that just like isn't digital yet now everything's digital so yeah it'll be interesting to see where they go in the next couple of years um i, I was gonna say that that in touring for me that, that so it's it's kind of it's it's twofold like i'm curious to see if spotify because now they are a publicly traded company and now they are beholden to you know um shareholders they're eventually going to have to start to turn a profit right yeah. like especially yeah. with this crackdown on we work and their failed ipo and everyone looking at silicon valley like mm, i don't know if you're really you know, everybody looking at these software companies saying, I don't know, you know, and so it's going to be much harder for those guys in the future, other companies in the future to, to actually, um, you know, uh, go public. And so now that Spotify has, you know, they're not based in Silicon Valley, you know, they're in New York mainly, but um, it'll be interesting to see how they continue to monetize the platform. And I think I'd be curious to see what happens with the information that they have, right? The backend stuff that they give artists now on Spotify artists is like, you know, it's, they're like, oh yeah, you can plan your, you know, you can plan your tour around these dates. Like, what are you talking about? You give me five major cities. They're the biggest cities in the world. Like, uh, no, no shit. We should go to Los Angeles. Like, duh. Like, yeah, we want to be doing that. Like, so uh, I'm interested to see if they're going to go a little bit more like Facebook and give you all the back end, right? Because Facebook gives you, they give you Jamal Jamal liked your post. Jamal Jamal shared your post. Now I can hit Jamal and say, invite you to like my page. Oh my God, there's a reason Facebook is so valuable, right? I mean, they're, they're valuable because they sell that information elsewhere, but Still, they're valuable to people that own that page because then you know you're charging me to uh, you're charging me a studio talk to to market to Jamal, right? Or, right. Or is Spotify going to do something like that? You're like, charged for gonna, the targeting. Are they going to open up the the floodgates and, and give us access to the to the back end to um, at least? Yeah. I mean, people would absolutely do that so that they can make sure that their new release is seen by their artists or, uh, or excuse me, their fans or other segments of fans as opposed to like hoping it gets in their algorithm. And, and that's the thing. Like now they do it, you just compete for it. Yeah. It's a very high, high rate of competition. It's, it's like, insane. There's how it, many it, tracks are uploaded to the, the platform every single day. You know what Something I mean? Like We're talking 50, like, like yeah, it's uh, like, that's what I was going to say. I'm pretty sure it's right around 50,000. Like that so the point of entry is, day. so they do it. It's, it's just a matter of, and this goes back to what you were saying before, uh, in terms of the value or even the perceived value, what's it worth? Yeah. And then that'll be, so it'll be tiered yeah, for, it's, it's like, it'll, there'll be yeah. an offering to labels if this, if this were yeah. to happen. And I mean, it wouldn't yep. make a ton of sense for them to, but it would be like Spotify for artists where now you just have to be an artist and that's your barrier of entry. But they're going to yep. start tiering the information offerings. So if you are at a label or a company that can afford to subscribe for $10,000 a month for this service, 
if that makes sense for you to subscribe to that dashboard, then they'll do that. Yeah. And then they'll just start dialing backwards so that if you're an artist or a manager and you can only conceivably do a thousand or probably less than that, yeah. do a couple of hundred every month, yep. then they dial Th- There's going to be... Yep, exactly. So at some point, they're going to have to open that up. Like you're giving us just like vanity metrics. Like your they audience treat is their data bit too preciously. They, and that's they really why we do. Get the vanity metrics. So yeah, they're like, your audience is 52% men and 40. Okay, great. 50 50. Like, oh, I didn't right. know that. <laughs> with with like, no deep dive. Yeah. yeah like they are way too know, precious with their information yeah. to offer it up more freely than that. Yes. Yeah, like so they, they've seen Facebook. They've seen yeah. those demo dives and what comes of it. Spotify is not, especially because Spotify is like Facebook is a people company before yeah. it's an ad company. It just so happens that it's grown as an ad company exponentially in recent months and years. Yeah, Facebook will always be a data company first. Yeah. So the desire to present that data, knowing how much of a commodity it is, I can't see them coming up off of that so easily. Yep. And yeah, they're in. It, it it really is, man. It's so again going back to the question. That that's the stuff that uh, you know is is you know it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the next couple Absolutely. of years because they're going to have to do something. Um, but it's tough, I know, because there are things like well, you pay for no ads, you know, as as an art, you know, as a fan, right? You pay your premium subscription, so it's like, how else are they going to make money? All right it's got to be from the back end on the artists, like paying you to access that. Um, but then fans being like, yo, you're giving away my information. I think it's uh, maybe the reason they haven't done it is maybe it's just too wide open. Whereas like Facebook and Instagram, you have to know and understand the way that works. Well, yeah, there, you know? there's also, so, I mean, how much competition is there for Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's just Facebook. So yeah. if you like, if Spotify is selling my information, Okay, I'm good on you, Spotify. I have, like, what does Spotify have exclusivity around that I'm beholden to Spotify? Yeah, yeah. I can go to Apple Music. I can go to Tidal. I can go to Deezer. (laughs) What are you presenting to me that, taking nothing away from Deezer, pardon me, I didn't mean to say it that way, but but taking, you know, like, what are you presenting to me that I can't get elsewhere? And you want to do what with my what? No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. So, but if yeah, there's a value it, that you're placing around it now, if you it, it put changes, some indemnification yeah. clause, yeah, like you say, oh, if you have a free account, like sure, give me an yeah. ad free, an ad free free account, I might completely look over the fine print. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll we'll see what happens there. So I said that uh, you know the the Spotify thing, but but the touring thing is also interesting to me too. Just like the way the whole system actually works is, is a bunch of fucking bullshit and 100%. um like you know artists like buy a lot of their own tickets and you know resell them on StubHub so they can make more money like the whole other marketplace thing like just it bothers me 
um, on, on a couple of reasons. Number one, for the artists that don't buy that shit and resell it, that shit pisses me off because then the artist doesn't see any of that extra money. That really, that, that shit irks me. Um, the, the fees that you see on Ticketmaster, it's like the fees go to the artist. Just say it goes to the artist. Like stop saying fees. Like the fee is the, like you already have a fee. You know, they, they yeah, add these extra things. Like I'm just there's pouring like, it into a pot and the rich are getting Yeah, come on. Say that it's going to the artist. Be a little bit more transparent. Great. Yeah, this extra money is going to go to the artist. Or, excuse me, it's going to go to you. Excuse me, excuse me. The fees right. go to, to you guys, right? Say, like, our fee, Live Nation fee, this money goes to the artist. Like, something that uh, allows the fan, um, you know, uh, you know, it, it gives them a, a sense of pride because they're in it for the right reasons, right? They they want that money to go to the artist, um, and then it can also just like necessarily something that they deal in. Yeah, it's so oh my god. So it, so just that whole back end process of the way all that works, and then bots too. Like, I just think it's whack that that is like you guys don't have technology to stop that. Come on, man! You guys just you don't want to invest in it. I have you're like, to Whoa, prove people are thirty five times that no. there's that I know what a tree is. It's seriously. Log and then the, a page. Yeah. And, and then I remember to make it through. Yeah. And, and it's just, it, it is insane to me that they, that there's no way to stop that. Like, come on, man, there, there's ways to stop that. How about um, you just got, you guys just sell tickets at the door. Huh? There's ways to that? stop it, but those ways to stop it don't necessarily drive up the price, do they? Exactly. And that's why they You're don't not do it. I mean, we, we know via those right. methods. Right. We know that. But what would be cool and interesting is if they kind of reversed it. You know what I mean? What if you did go backwards? What if you're like, no, tickets are, you got to come and get a ticket. Now, maybe you don't want to print out physical tickets, but you have to go to the venue to actually get the tickets. Now you're kind of circumventing that whole bot issue. And from a, from a uh, marketing standpoint, as an artist or a label, that's what you fucking want nowadays. That moment where there's a line around Madison Square Garden to get your tickets. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? There's real value there. Like, how about you just get everybody to line up and then you have a number of people going through uh, the line with, um, you know, going through the line with, uh, you know, scanners and allowing you to buy your tickets. But like, you have to go there and you got to buy that. Again, I mean, it's, it's a business thing, but. It is very much a business thing. And there's also, it, it, like you discriminatory practices factor in that, that too that, that that's you know true. like there's true. Th- there's all of these human elements but also that, why can't you bu- why can't you just buy them way in advance to like th- there's so many demands but people know, don't have all, the financial means to it's so it's, now you're uh, now you're limiting based on financial ability you know, yeah, like there's, I mean, there's always going to be I know be why they don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's always going but, to be some, something where, like, oh, now that's a discriminatory practice. Yeah, yeah. It's So it, we it's, just have yes. to open it up to the market. Right. And, and, let, and let the market dictate it. And it's... Eh. And let the market yeah, those, cannibalize itself. Yeah, it's, it's fucking whack. Uh, but there are good things. Not. I mean, tons of people, tons of people are going out to shows now and they're spending a lot more money than they had in the past. And so that's a great thing. Um, I just hope more money goes into the artist's pocket. Um, I mean, that is their biggest slice, but they should be, they should still be getting more. Um, and hopefully that level of transparency is there too, like with artists and like playing the right size venue and, and not having to cancel tours cause you didn't get ticket sales. Like there was some article that just came out recently about Nikki's uh, recent tour and now she had to cancel it and, and it was for some other bullshit reason, but they had ticket numbers come out and she was like under 
selling in like all major markets. Yeah. And so let's, let's just get that level of transparency up again, be honest with yourself as an artist and Hey, maybe you do play smaller venues or again, going, um, going the festival route, you know, you go the, the Cardi B route where you're like, I'm not going on tour. Why do I need to go on tour? Everyone else is paying me to go to their festival. I am just going to show up at their festival, keep my overhead down and make more money in less time. Ego. You know? Yeah, it, it really is. So it'll be interesting to, to, to see how all that goes. Um, we had a couple more here, but let's go with um, what's uh yeah, we, we can, we, I know we've been, we've been going on for a minute, but we'll, we'll tighten things up here. What's a, we got two more. What's a project you want to work on outside of music? Um, I mean, I guess it can be, or maybe just outside of your day-to-day music job, but a, but a project that you would love to, any sort of project that you'd love to be involved um, in. Yeah, no, let's I, keep outside of music, something outside of music. Yeah, let's, outside of music is fair. Uh, I would, I would like to do, um, outside of music is so something that I haven't done before. Or outside of music, just something that I might have done just outside of music? No, outside of music that you're like, um, yeah, that you haven't done. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, I've always wanted to take part in a project for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm. I, I worked at a children's hospital for a bit um, while I was consulting. I consulted for a children's hospital yep. and got to see what these experiences meant for them. Like whether it was them meeting Broadway stars or them meeting like musical talent, like them, them getting to, to see these people that they, and, and these, these entities that they hold as heroes was remarkable so being a part of that but on the scale where you're really creating this moment kind of for, singular for moment yeah yeah like which <laughs> almost it, it almost feels like a life-defining moment you know um, Yo, which you, i'm not trying are, to minimize you, what they are going through but i, yeah. I think that's what i would that would have to be the project that i'd want to do outside so, of it. so so your project is you want to be fucking santa claus <laughs> <laughs> like that that's amazing that's awesome <laughs> i don't know if it's that simple but maybe yeah, yeah you know it's like oh i want to make magic happen you're like oh shit okay <laughs> yeah you know i i think that would there's something to be said for it there's something to be said for oh, that 1000 percent that for against fucking, yeah, everything man, else you believe in like you believe in this power yeah that's it, it, like and these oh, are children awesome. and and these you know they're they're faced with un inconceivable consequences yeah and, and you know like there's this is what you want this is what makes you this is restores your belief it it brings a glimmer to yeah, your eye it, like it, it it really does man and and now you know having having a kid myself like uh just if i was a um, like the level of empathy that I have now for, for other parents, especially parents going through that. Cause you know, I had a right. and uncle went through, you know, something like that. And we went through stuff. 
if I was ever in that position, oh my God, you know what I mean? Like I would just be like so appreciative and that look, like I, I, I could already see the look on my kid's face if that ever happened, you know, she yeah. got the thing that she just, oh my God, that's like the best feeling in the world. Life has dealt you this hand and in this moment, you're realizing that your hand can come up all aces. Even if you yeah. have to, like, even if you have to send the hand back or redeal, in this moment, it's all aces. You're good. You are good. Yeah, that's, man, that's like that's awesome. So that's that would the best be, feeling in the world. Yeah, yeah, and, and that is yeah. that is still something that I I will do outside of that's I will awesome. be a part of it if I volunteer or whatever have you. I will. I'm I'm going to see to it that that's that I have a hand in making that happen. Just because there's, I, I love my job. I love my work. I love my pursuits of passion. I'm not fooling myself. It's music, it's entertainment, it's a big responsibility. These are people's dreams, but there is a very big difference between work and work that truly matters. Yeah. And yeah. those are pursuits that, you know, they matter. They they yeah. like this matters. The day to day like it. work matters, yeah. but that's like it's just another it, level. It makes it's, everything in the universe seem just so much smaller by comparison, man. Yeah, it, it really does. It's the, that's dope. Yeah, uh, for me, a project outside of music, um, uh, still still like arts related. I mean, for me, it's okay. it's something something very similar um, uh, to kind of bring the, those similar emotions and feelings back, but. I want to rebuild. Uh, I'm, I'm putting it out there um, for the first time publicly, but um, you know, talked to a ton of people about this before. But I want to rebuild my hometown, the, wow. the original town that I'm from. Like, I want to. You I mentioned just, that. Yeah, and I. So it's kind of been my passion over the last couple of years. Like, I've I've just been like big on. You know, my family's always done a bunch of stuff in the community and we've always, it's always been close. We always talk about, you know, fun stuff like that at family parties. Um, but then like even going into, you know, just the arts more so and like really, I fucking love, uh, quick side note too, I just fucking love interior design. Like I love okay. that type of shit. And I've um, seen your home. I'm working, I'm working, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get better, but, um, like just taking that like level of, um, interest in that and just applying it to something again, that really matters, right. And doing right the work on. that matters. Um, because I think the, the older I get, the more I realize art is everywhere and every single thing that we do. So although it's not music related, it's, it's art related. And, um, you know, I'm going to do a whole bunch of like, I, I really want to rebuild the town. You know, it's at such a low point now that the only way it can go is up, you know, it's an older generation, you know, it's our parents' generation. It's now a bedroom community. It's just very quiet. Everyone that goes up there leaves because, you know, you have to, there's no jobs. There's, you know, but there's a main road that's busy and there's great resources there, great people that, that live there. And I just want to bring that back. You know, like when our parents were kids, you know, my parents, 65, when, when they were kids, 
it was popping. You know what I mean? And when we were kids, we, we kind of got the tail end of that, the glimmer of that, you know, because the sports teams in the area, that the high school teams were always really good. So there was always, you had that energy when you were a kid. I want to bring that energy back. You know what I mean? And I want to do it through the arts. Um, one of the projects that, that I'm starting to work on now is, is just like a, an art, uh, like a street art project. So, you know, I'm looking to. So actually uh, beautifying the streets, like physically yeah. beautifying. Okay. Yeah. Nope. And, and nope. like really just starting there, you know, because, um, starting something small and visible, but also like for that, that next generation so that they can actually see art in the real world right in front of them and understand that, Hey, maybe this is something that you, you want to get involved in. And then also helping them expand their minds, understand that like every single thing that you do throughout your entire day is art related. Every single thing mm. that you touch, that you engage with, it's all art related. Someone has designed your pens, someone designed your pants, your shoes, your, your bed, your car, your hat, your, your book bag. Someone had to design that. So if we can um, have a better respect for artists and understand the value that they provide, I think we'll be better as a whole. But then also uh, we'll be better problem solvers, right? How many artists, uh, you know, um, didn't end up being artists long-term because uh, no one told them that they could, right? And so they went and did some other bullshit job and, um, you know, didn't realize their full potential and we didn't get to tap into their greatness, you know, that could have solved some, some crazy problem in a creative way. But no one let them be creative. Like, I, right. so a lot of what I want the arts, like, so yeah. often we turn yeah. our back on it. Absolutely. And, and, and so my, my goal is to bring that back to, to my local community and, and just, just bring some, some hope and some energy and a new vibe um, there. So, so yeah, that, that's, that's the thing outside of music and long-term plan for sure. Um, and yeah, we're, we're way past. Yeah. Appreciate it. We're, we're way <laughs> the last past, one is going like, to be an easy one. The last one yeah, is a, it's yeah, a, one, yeah. a very quick answer. Boy, we're like, yo, but we're going to talk about a solid like, conversation. Yeah, we'll be through this oh, in half an hour. Yo, half uh, hour. That, we're, we're like 40 minutes past that. Um, what's your favorite album? Favorite album. Without, without uh, explanation, just your favorite album. The Blueprint by, by Jay-Z, hands down. American hands Gangster down. by Jay-Z. Oh, all right. So, so right there, I figured Jay would would probably be an option for you too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be okay. I could, I, and that's I really gave those restrictions to keep my to keep me from over explaining <laughs> or, or going too deep of a yeah. dive. I uh, mean, I, I think. Will, yeah, I think it's just easy to say that like everything he says. Um, is, there's a J line for every every circumstance. Like there, there's a J there, line for every really situation is, in life. Yeah. Like there's. It's so it's I that could, yeah I could easily extol upon all of the J albums that are favorite. Yeah, I think that's the best. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the best way to say it. It's just like it inspires me, and then listen to it, and then you'll find what's inspiring yourself. One hundred percent. But go. that is for now. That is my one word, or not my one like word, it. my one sentence, one phrase answer, whatever have you. And like that's it. it. That's my there, there that's my album. We'll keep from talking about it for another 45 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, man. Well, uh, you know, glad, glad we got to actually do this episode. And, That's uh, a lot, man. It's know, really informative. Learn, yeah. learn some things about you. I think, I think I'll yeah. keep you around. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, man. We'll, maybe, we'll trade maybe. you in for for new family anytime soon. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate Good to be it. a part. <laughs> uh, this has been amazing. Man. I'm really glad we got to, to touch base and, and even more so that we get to share it with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So, all right, everybody, appreciate you guys listening. And, uh, yeah, tune in. Uh, we're not going to have one next week. We'll have one after. Uh, you know, we got Thanksgiving in there. So, everybody enjoy your, your Thanksgiving and the holiday season. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yes, enjoy your holidays.